Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast. Welcome to season three. I'm your host, Lynette Pottle. Today, I'm speaking with new best-selling author, Becky Burrows. She'll be sharing some reflections on how the book writing and publishing process grew her as a person and how she created a book that helps readers learn and grow as well. Plus, she's got some great advice to share that's especially helpful for first-time authors. But before we kick things off, let me give you a proper introduction to Becky. Becky Burrows is a certified professional coach specializing in leadership, transition, performance, and well-being. She draws from over 40 years of leadership experience in small business, nonprofits, and ministry. Becky's work is primarily with women, coaching them to be effective leaders. She's also passionate about mindset work. Where others see problems, Becky sees possibilities. Where others see change, she sees opportunity. And when others call her why, she knows it's the wisdom gained from many mistakes and lessons learned. In an effort to heal from loss upon loss, she developed a strategic approach to navigating life's transitions and embracing the next chapter, which is the foundation for her book, Come Back Home to You, as well as her group and individual coaching programs. Now, in full disclosure, I wanna share that I personally know how incredible Becky is as a human and as an author, because I've had the honor and privilege and being her book coach and publishing mentor over this past year. I know you are going to love her as much as I do. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, Becky, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here and congratulations on your best-selling book. Thank you. It's a little surreal. Uh, first of all, it's, it's a delight to be here. It's always fun <laughs> to be with you and I'm, I'm so excited that your podcast is firing up again uh, because I always enjoyed it. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine anyone else that I'd rather kick off season three with. It has been such an amazing adventure for you over this last year and getting your book out. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about kind of what, what you've been up to over this last year. Oh, so I decided a year ago this month um, that I wanted to write my first solo book. Um, I had been part of a collaborative book that you uh, published called Elevate Your Voice. And all I was responsible uh, for was a chapter. And that told me that I really could write, write a book. And so immediately after that book was published, I started working with you to publish my first solo book. And I wanted to, the reason I hired you is because I wanted to learn not only how to write a book, but how to self-publish. And that's pretty much been what all of last year has been about <laughs> and half has, of this year. It has been an adventure. And what I tell people all the time about 
the author journey, publishing, it really is a lesson in personal development. And I think you probably could attest to that. Yes. <laughs> I, I th Personal growth and development, because yes. I think those of us that write uh, nonfiction books have something we want to teach or uh, something we want to share. But I was just thinking this morning that I learned more about myself this past year than I think, uh, well, I, I, I had no idea I would learn this much, but it was as impactful what I learned as what I shared in the mm, book. I love that. I love that. So can you share with us a little bit, if you were to think about maybe the top two or three things that you learned about yourself over this last year and the indie author journey, what stands out mm -hmm. to you in your mind? So the first thing that comes to mind is it was a lifelong dream to write a book. Mm. And yet um, I hadn't done a thing about it. I hadn't even <laughs> made an attempt to write a book. I just, something I always wished I could do. Um, I learned that it's not too late to make mm. a lifelong dream a reality. I learned that no matter how full or how busy my life is, setting a goal, and in this case, setting a goal to write and publish a book within a year, which is what I chose to do, is totally attainable. Um, and yet I chose to hire you to help me through the process. And a lot of people write a book without hiring a, a book writing coach, but yes. I know me and, and I know, well, you've gone this long and you haven't written a book. What's different about now? And it was one of the best investments I've ever made because um, you really did help me see that it was not only attainable, but there was no prescriptive as to how to do it. Um, and so I was able to, to figure that out along the way in a way that works for me. And that's probably um, the third thing that I learned about myself is that the first thing I needed to do, I think one of the reasons why I hadn't written a book is I didn't know how to start. I thought, right. well, do you just sit out and start writing? And the answer is a big fat no. I learned <laughs> that it helped to create a system. And, you know, the best system for writing a book is whatever one works for you. And, and yet you have to figure that out by really taking an inventory of, you know, how full is my life? And, um, you know, what are my time wasters? Because we all have them, whether Absolutely. it's checking email multiple times a day or scrolling through social media mindlessly or even watching that a mindless show on television to, to, to wind down in the evening um, or whatever it is, we all have things that we could eliminate in our day to create that space or that room for writing. And so for me, creating a system was planning to write before I ever write a word. And in my case, you were extremely instrumental with that in that first uh, time that we met where I had no idea what to expect uh, when we spent two days together fleshing out, uh, the, I would call it the bones of my book, mm -hmm. like, you know, how long is it going to be and what size is it going to be and how many pages and how many words and chapters. And I had this whole system created and yet made adjustments along the way. I remember that first time we met, I, I was very adamant. I want my book to have 12 chapters. <laughs> well, it ended up with 10. And um, I had the chapter names. I ended up changing all of those. And so, and I had an outline. I ended up moving things around and being very okay with that because I was creating, I started out with a system and then I pivoted and adjusted my system 
as I got into it and realized that I needed to make a little change here and there because life kept happening. Uh, Even something as simple as my original goal date for having my rough draft completed. You and I met at the end of April and you suggested that I have my rough draft completed by the end of June. And I just instinctively knew because I knew my schedule. I have a full-time job. I have a side (laughs) gig as a coach. I got 17 grandkids. Probably not going to happen that fast. So I stretched it to the end of July. And before it was all over with, I ended up stretching it again till the end of August because things happened. And being okay with that was very freeing for me because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it was my book. And so even though I had set this goal of, of having it, you know, published a year after I started, that could have changed too. It ended up not changing, but it could have. Um, And finally, I learned that for me, accountability is key because I think it's like anything else we set a goal for. Uh, If if you want to get really healthy, you want to lose weight or whatever, um, you can have a secret eating plan, an exercise plan. But if you don't tell somebody you're doing it, it's very easy to just stop because after all, nobody, nobody will know anyway. And, and so it was extremely helpful to me to not only set goals, but to commit myself. And in my case, it was with you to commit myself to tell someone, I'm going to have this many words written by the end of this week. That was, um, that was very freeing for me because it gave me permission to do it because I had committed and, and declared that I was going to do it. So I would say those are the main things I learned about myself uh, in the writing process. I could, I could do a whole other podcast (laughs) on what I learned about myself in the publishing and in particular, the launching process. Yes. So many layers, right? But what I love about everything that you said is it's so applicable, not only to books and creating, you know, our stories, it's about life Mm -hmm. and how we approach. It's never too late whatever the goal is for you, it was writing the book. And I'm sure maybe it sparked some other ideas of maybe it's not too late to do this either. It's very, the word that you talked about freeing, there is freedom and just getting started and having a place to start, having that system to start with, but to know that you're not locked in, it's not in cement, it's you move things around, but you don't, until you start, you don't know what you don't know, right? You learn through the process. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So well, an, an example, an example of a time waster, I gave some, but one that I didn't even think of as a time waster is I have to travel about four hours to see any of my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And I used to do what most people do, radio, podcasts, books on tape, whatever. I, when I decided to write this book, I started using that time to create my story bank and I would open up voice recording on my phone. And as I'm driving, I would just start telling a story as if a friend were sitting next to me. And then each story was its own separate recording. And then when I got home, I transcribed it and I had a story bank. You, there are even apps where you can have it transcribed for you. But right. um, that was an incredible use of my time that I didn't even know was a time waster before that. Yeah, we don't realize it until we set our mind to the goal and then setting these micro goals in between. Mm-hmm. And then you're, it's like giving your subconscious mind the directive to say, okay, heat seeking missile, go find those blocks <laughs> of time that I can redirect to help me achieve my goal. And you did a beautiful job with That's that. Right. Thank you. You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe.
Well, I love that. And such good nuggets for, for our listeners to take away. Again, whether it's their book, whether they're just starting their first book, they're on their fifth book, or whether it's a new goal and just giving them permission to say, hey, you know what? I'm. It's not too late. I can still do this. But I know that, speaking of not too late, with your book, Come Back Home to You, we're really talking about transitions and Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of life changes in it not being too late. So we've talked a little bit about what you learned about yourself. And I'm wondering now, just to turn the tables a little bit, what what will readers of your book learn about themselves? You know, one of the things I had to come to terms with in writing a book um, is that it's not about me, even though before I started, I felt like it was. Uh, I knew I had a book to write about my journey. But it was really helpful to me to visualize my reader. Um, I've been told that my book is a must read for men and women. But as I was writing it, I visualized a woman and she was middle age or maybe a little younger, possibly even older than middle age. And she had been through some major life transitions and was certainly had more to come. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that and what it would be like for her to navigate the next chapter of her life. Had she been successful? Did she learn? Did she wish she had learned things that she hadn't learned up to that point? And so I think the as I thought about this woman, as I wrote, I wanted um, the reader to find things in the book that she could relate to, mm. regardless of which transitions she has navigated. I've heard women downplay, well, I haven't been through what you've been through as if it's not important, but a major life transition is something that changes you. It's so significant for you that you are not the same for having been through it. It doesn't matter if it didn't have that effect on someone else when they went through it, it had that effect on you. And so the second thing I did that was put questions at the end of the chapter. I wanted to give the reader, this woman that I had pictured, an opportunity to reflect on her own life and what she has learned about herself in the different chapters of her life and how she has grown. And finally, I used a lot of personal stories in the book. And in the last chapter, it is a compilation of stories from other women that I interviewed for the book because I wanted the reader to walk away. If she didn't, if she didn't know this before, I wanted her to absolutely know that stories have value, that Mm. her stories have value. And hopefully she will look for opportunities to share her stories, maybe in the form of a book, but not necessarily. It could be in the form of making and deepening friendships, Uh, but sharing her stories because it is our stories that connect us. And I've had so many people tell me, you know, your book had all these great coaching principles, but what I really, really enjoyed was how you wove your personal stories into it. And so that was what I was going for. And I, that is what I would really hope the reader would take away from the book is just the power of story and how um, her life now is just really a compilation of all her stories and, and life experiences. Yes. And what you did so beautifully, I think, in the book and any good book will do is holding up that mirror so the reader can see themselves in your story. The story Mm -hmm. 
is your story, but it really is about allowing the reader to reflect and see their own selves and their own life story in yours. And you did that beautifully. So lots of great Mm -hmm. stories in the book. And I know you've gotten a ton of feedback. You've mentioned a little bit, but some of the things even that have come through me, friends, um, acquaintances that have read the book that have come back to me uh, that, that have just said, wow, you know, like this book was written for me. And I know that you've heard that more than once. You made that really strong personal connection. I have heard that more than any other comment. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the kindest thing they could have said, because <laughs> that's what I was shooting for. You know, I was, I wanted it. A lot of us don't have time to read much anymore. And, and, and if I'm going to read something, I want to connect with it. I want to be able to relate to it. I want to be able to see my life in it and how I can use those principles in my life, um, especially those of us who long to continue at no matter how old we are to grow and to develop. Yes, yes. Well, as we kind of go into the last leg of this episode, and we could we could definitely do multiple episodes, but for today, mm-hmm. for today, I know that it has been such a growth process for you. You've learned, you've developed, you've created a beautiful product that is making an impact in the world. And you also know our audience. She gets published. Uh, we are an audience of women that aspire to make an impact, to write the book, the first book, the fifth book, but to to get out in the world and elevate our voices and share our stories to make the world a better place. And so now that you've been, you're kind of on the other side of that first book, I know there are others listening, sitting on the edge of their seat, listening to this interview and wondering, Becky, you've been through this. What what are the main things? What are the most important things? What is some advice that you would give me as this person that's just on the cusp of having the courage to start my book? What would you share with them? Well, as I said earlier, the hardest thing for me was starting. Um, you know, they tell you every good book starts with a great hook sentence. And I got so hung up on the hook sentence <laughs> that I, you know, writer's block is real. It's a thing. And so what I did, what I gave my pers- pers- myself permission to do is to think less about writing the book and more just about creating the discipline of writing, whatever that looks like. Uh, there are people that do it full time. That's what they do eight hours a day. That will never be me. Um, for me, the discipline of writing is, is finding, as I, I mentioned earlier, you know, the time wasters, finding those times of day, times of the days of the week. Um, that I am the most creative, I'm the most productive, I have the most time I can carve out. So for me, my schedule looked like I'm a, I'm a morning freak. I love morning and, <laughs> and I would rather get up when it's still dark and have longer morning than to try to do anything in the evening. I'm out of gas in the evening, so I can't write really in the evening. I do well to read what I've written. And so I would get up a little bit earlier so that I could have an hour in the morning. And I could get more done in that morning hour, but that's not going to be the truth for everybody. It's finding out what works for you. I also did, because I have a full-time job, wrote on the weekend. I would not have been able to do that had I had children at home. And so again, finding out what works for you. Now, one of the mistakes I made that I would, I call it a mistake, meaning I would do it differently next time, is I started 
when I got the idea. I, okay, it's end of April. I want to start a book now. Not thinking about the fact that my favorite time of year is spring and summer. I love the long days. I live in Texas. We have long summers. I love to be outside. I love all of the outdoor things. And so I chose a time of year when I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. And so that it required a tremendous amount of discipline to finish what I had started. When I write my next book, next book, oh, I'll do it in the winter because I hibernate <laughs> in the winter. I put on my pajamas the minute I drive home from work in the winter. So had I thought it through, I would have realized, you know, wintertime is my most ideal time to write. But I made it work, right? But but I wouldn't do it that way every time because uh, that's something I learned from the process. So thinking through those things. But the most valuable thing I did to combat writer's block was creating a story bank. I literally created a Google Doc um, and called it Story Bank. And I thought, what are my favorite stories to tell? And I just began to write those stories and write them and write them. Some of them made the cut. Some of them I put in the book. Some of them are for future books. And yet it, it told me that I can write. And I can put my thoughts on paper. And I have, I've written 10 pages of this book. Now, I don't even know where I'm going to put them yet. Uh, but that story bank was extremely motivating for me. The other thing that helped me that might not work for everyone, uh, but again, learning what works for you, is I didn't necessarily write the chapters in order. Each chapter stood alone. And yes, I had sentences at the end of one chapter that, that led up to the next chapter. I was able to add those later. But I might wake up and go, you know, I'm not feeling chapter one today. I really want to get started on chapter seven. I'm excited to write that. And so I did. Might not work for everyone. But it's just that whole idea of getting to know yourself and what works for you and trying something. So short and dirty, here's my three pieces of advice. Make <laughs> a plan. Work the plan. Don't fall in love with the plan. Yes. But trust the process because... Be willing to pivot and change your plan as you learn about yourself, the writer. Think of yourself as a writer and learn what works for you. I actually follow writers on Facebook to see what works for them to get ideas, but I don't get too caught up in it because what works for them may not work for me. Absolutely. That is such a valuable piece of advice. And, and at least starting, you know, I think about summertime and that was a sacrifice for you and writing your first book and kind of giving your days mm -hmm. to writing instead of maybe being gardening or outside and enjoying the sun. And at the same time, it was something you were willing to do to get started. And I mm -hmm. think that is part of it. Sometimes it's about if we put it off until someday, that perfect time, the perfect time never comes. And yet exactly. we learn through the process, maybe what we would do differently. But it lands different once you have your first book, I think. You can think about it a little bit differently. Yes, and I don't regret the way I did it because what I was trying to do was capitalize on the momentum from the collaborative book that had yeah. just published. And that was key for me. That was, that was important. And so that is the reason behind me writing during months when I would have preferred to be outside. <laughs> but next time, um, I think that it'll be different. And um, it's, it's all about knowing yourself and giving yourself permission to be the kind of writer you want to be. Yes, I love that. Thank you for bringing such encouragement to listeners, such great advice and knowing yourself and, 
and um, the journey that you've taken and leading the way for others behind you. I think that's one of the things that each of us as women, we don't always think about, but we are we are always leading. There's someone, yes, in front of us, and then there's someone behind us that we're helping to inspire and to lift up and to bring forward. And you do that so beautifully on every wow. aspect. So thank you, Becky, for being here and sharing thank you. that. Well, Tell you've been an inspiration to me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's been a, a treasure, a joy to be able to work with you this last year, hand yeah. in hand, and to see every day your book is showing up someplace new. So in that vein, why don't you let folks know about your book, where they can find your book, where they can find you if they want to stay connected after the show? Yes. So you can find my book uh, in a variety of places. It's on Amazon. It is on, um, uh, I just went blank. Oh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Walmart. Uh, right now you can find it online. Um, but I'm hoping it'll be in store soon, but it just made it online. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, you can find me. My website is beckyburrows.com. Uh, also Becky Burrows Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I uh, would love to connect with, with the listeners. Um, would love to connect with anyone who's read the book. I'm, I always want to know what resonated with you. Um, that's just so um, validating and inspiring to me um, to know, it, it just is, to know that your work matters and that it's helping someone. That was really my goal. I kept telling myself as I visualized this woman, if I could just, if just one woman would benefit from reading this book, then this work has been so worth it. So, so that's it. basically like the main way she can reach out to me. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I am sure that you can expect folks to be doing that. And thank you for your graciousness and offering up your wisdom and going oh. through this process for the service in service of others. Thanks for thank being a guest with us today, Becky. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at, at @shegetspublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.